0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I just got back from a run and of course if you guys have been listening or watching this uh, podcast you know that I get a lot of my spiritual downloads and such when I go for a run. So you know here I am not perfectly quaffed but I don't really know if I care entirely about that so hopefully you don't either but you know I put on mascara so I did put in like a little bit of just a little bit of effort because my my suspicion is is that you guys aren't here to look at me as much as it is to receive whatever I have to tell you so (laughs) that's that is that is my hope anyway. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm moving past this part of the episode and getting into the stuff that we don't talk about today. So um, so I wanted to talk about a really brand new crystal that I literally just found this morning. And um, I was like, this is a thing. I didn't even know that this was a thing. So naturally, I'm going to tell you guys about it. So the crystal that I'm like kind of enamored, enamored with is Sunstone Iolite. Now, this is like, you know, with ametrine, it's a mixture of sunstone and Iolite, obviously. And this it's just this gorgeous indigo-type color. And it has a really incredible, like, meaning behind it and metaphysical properties that can utilize to help your meditative practice, help your healing journey, and all the things. So I looked it up, uh, meanings.crystalsandjewelry.com, and this is what they said about it. And it's just like... So this is also known as the vision stone and I light Sunstone has the power to expand your imagination beyond its original limits so that you can gain further wisdom and knowledge and if you are a Um, creative artist, Um, you can use Iolite Sunstone to help aid in boosting your creative energy and ideas by allowing your imagination to go crazy, run wild, run around with reckless abandon. You can also use the stone during meditation and astral traveling as it will help clarify your vision, and open your mind to all new horizons. So by allowing you to activate your third eye chakra, which is usually where this stone, you might might have some good meditative experience by putting the stone on your third eye, uh, when you do your meditation, this stone will let you gain access to psychic abilities, which will help you a great deal during your interdimensional travel. So Iolite Sunstone can also help to refine and tune your intuition, and it helps you to always remain sharp between the ears and react to any situation that presents itself to you. And I imagine when they say react, I think it's more of like a, there's, there's a heart head component here where you're not going to react out of trauma, wounds, or triggers, but more out of a higher mind, a higher emotional capacity, that sort of thing. Um, The stone also has the ability to activate your throat chakra, which is one thing that I've been kind of dealing with lately. There's been a lot of like stuck energy that I've been slowly trying to hear it a little bit in my voice. Like I sound a little bit hoarse because there's a lot of energy that I'm trying to get out. And a lot of that is through like believe it or not, screaming, like letting out that energy that's been kind of just stuck in this space. So it may sound a little bit hoarse and that's okay. It is what it is. We're here for it. So anyway, it activates your throat chakra, which is beneficial to your vocal cords and your speech. You will be able to patch your ideas together much more effectively when you're conversing with other people and you'll find yourself speaking much more fluently. You can use Iolite Sunstone to harness its power before a big presentation or meeting, and you won't let anything get past you and face all critics head on. It can also be used by someone who is just starting to experience and develop psychic powers and abilities because doing so can cause a great strain on your body. Iolite Sunstone will help your body heal and relieve you of the stress that using your psychic gifts may cause. So if this is something that you feel is sort of an innate gift or um, you know a muscle that you can flex relatively easily this stone would be really good as you kind of journey into that ability and understand how to utilize it in a really meaningful way and this will kind of be a great tool to help you kind of work and move through that so anyway, that's Iolite Sunstone. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, if you're interested in finding a piece, I know that um, Chasing Luster on Instagram. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm not getting paid by Shannon. I just love her. And she has amazing crystals and stones. I'm sure if you, you can probably find them at different places and, and whatnot. Um, local crystal shops might have it. I haven't seen it at mine yet. But I know that Shannon has some at chasting Luster on her Instagram. So if you want to check that out, make sure you check out her Instagram. And so let's move now into the quote of the week. So the quote is by Mastin Kip, and it is, The universe has shaken you to awaken you. And boy, is that the truth. Because I can't tell you how many times I've had my whole foundation shaken by this entire journey and learning how to not only surrender to that process, but learn how to find gratitude in that process. Because we learn so much about who we are as individuals in that process of understanding where we are and where we need to be going, regardless of how easy or challenging it might be which kind of leads me into the topic that I want to discuss. And obviously, while I was running, you know, I I love to listen to my different spiritual podcasts. And I usually listen to, you know, Organic Olivia or um, Spiritual Shit by um, Aaliyah Lovely. Organic Olivia is is, um, What's the Juice? She has has this really delicious podcast about combining... um, Western medicine with traditional Chinese medicine and holistic medicine. And it's really fascinating to me. It really kind of, allows me to sort of play in that logical structure that is my own upbringing in Western medicine because I have, you know, I have a bachelor's of science in nursing and learning how to treat patients in one specific way. It doesn't really give you like, this is just one way that you learn it. But listening to her, I feel like she has, she kind of opens up a lot of different ways that you can see and treat and arrive for your patient, either the individual. So anyway, I digress. Um, today, I was listening to Aaliyah. And, um, you know, the thing that was really great is she was talking about sort of where she was set up in her podcast and how, you know, she's changed a lot and arriving and being who she is. And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of got me on this train of thought. And a lot of times I find myself like listening, and then I kind of go off into my own realm of understanding and listening to my own higher guidance. And that was th- that was the thing. And, you know, a lot of stuff has come up about woundology and really where we operate out of our wounds where we operate out of our trauma and seeking relationship in those wounds and in that trauma and how it can become very supportive or very codependent and the thing that the thing that came up for me the the question that came up for me is what has your wounds taught you specifically what has my abandonment wounds taught me and this is this was a really this, this is a tough subject for me because it's one that I have to really work with on a daily basis. And I feel like whenever you're in a space of, of healing, it is a daily occurrence. There, it is a, you know, a check in with the self and where we're at and wounding um, in abandonment. My, my abandonment wound is something that is usually coming up for me. And releasing the energy in that area. And it's just because it's been a lot of years of buildup and a lot of years of not acknowledging it and not really taking the time to work within myself and allowing myself to feel and process through it. And that can be really tough when you're trying to become this more healthy, more whole person when you feel like there's parts of you that have been left behind in different circumstances of your life. So for me, it's that feeling of being abandoned, um, you know, and a lot of a lot of that comes from past life things. And so, you know, I'm going <laughs> to there there are times where I have to regress and discover where that where that reclaiming that abandonment has been understood and felt but then there are the things that I can really look at in this lifetime and that's what we're kind of focused today and I'll discuss and kind of open up to you guys about because it's it's a lot and I hope that you guys can relate in some fashion because it's it's not an easy wound to recover from to cope with and um I will say that one of my deepest uh, abandonment wounds comes from my father. And a lot of us have, you know, father wounds of some kind, but it is the abandonment of feeling like I didn't have what I needed when I was a kid. And when I say kid, I mean past the age of like 16 because I feel like my dad sort of checked out after um, my parents had gotten a divorce And, you know, he had his own story. He had his own issues. He had his own demons that he was fighting. And at the time, that was really challenging for me to see because it was just he and I. You know, my mom had moved to another place and she had wanted me to come with her. But I was in the in the midst of high school. And as most of you know, in that time of our lives, our social network is extremely important because, that is what we're trying to establish is ourselves amongst our peers, figuring out who we are as individuals in our group setting, in our peers. And so the thought of moving away from that scared me more than anything else. And so I stayed with my dad. And going through high school with my father, there was a relative sense of freedom, because he didn't really like Put a whole lot of restrictions on me. He wasn't like, well, you have to do this and that, and I need you to be home at this time. It was sort of like, just, you know, let me know what's going on or whatever, and, you know, I'll see you when I see you. And, you know, there was like some trust there that was kind of nice as like a, you know, 16, 17 year old girl, but I, I also was like, kind of on the responsible side. Like, I feel like I, I, I I wasn't like, you know, off doing a whole lot of bad shit. I mean, there was one time where I did a lot of bad shit, but it was one time and then, and then it was done. I kind of like got it out of my system and then all's well after that. Um, I learned my lesson. Anyway, I digress. Um, so there was a relative sense of freedom with that, um, but I also felt like I was kind of flailing. You know, I didn't have any sort of, direction. And as, you know, someone who's that young, you know, you're hoping to lean still on your parents. And I would talk to my mom, I would call my mom, but not having her in that physical space was really hard on me because I still needed my parents. I still needed to understand how to navigate through life. And so, although my father was like, you, I I trust that you're going to, you know, do the things on your own and be fine. Um, And, you know, for the most part, I did. I I went to school. I got good grades. I graduated high school. um, I started working and and then I put myself through college. And, you know, at the time it was a little bit more affordable, but I also got bog waivers and FAFSA and all the things and paid for myself because my dad didn't have any money. Any money at all, so it was me figuring it out on my own, and I, I you know, I was fine. I, I figured out how to do it. I researched, uh, like I, like I always do. I figured it out, and I managed to do the things for myself. But I didn't have a whole lot of guidance, and I felt like there was a lot of times where there was just sort of like critique and not a whole lot of support. And I know that he was doing the best that he could. I know that where he was at in his life, he was battling with his own darkness. He was battling with his own issues and, um, probably a shitload of depression. And I get it, you know, like I understand now, especially how that could be really hard for him, but (laughs) where I'm at and the time I'm like, I, I still need you. And there came a point we were living, um, we had sold the house, or he had sold the house. And then we moved into an apartment. And um, I was going through school. And I, um, you know, I was trying to get my life in order, I was working, I felt like I kind of had a good plan in place. And I was trying to get to a point where I was like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go from here? What am I working up to? And my father came to me and said, well, I have, I have been dating somebody. I feel like I'm falling in love with her and I want to move in with her. And I remember saying to him, well, I mean, that's, that's amazing. I'm really happy for you. That's great. Um, I don't feel like I'm ready for you to vacate. Like, I don't feel like I'm ready for you. Like I I can't do like living by myself Just yet. I haven't even found a roommate. Like, can you give me a little bit of time so that way I can figure it out? And he said, "Well, we'll see." And then I want to say maybe like a couple weeks later he moved out. And for me, it was sort of like (laughs) I didn't, I didn't really have a choice in the matter. And and then it also kind of felt like I, I didn't matter. That what I was feeling in my young body and in my young heart and in my young mind that my 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 fa- I wasn't good enough for my father. Like there was no more listening for him because he had his thing and what I needed in the moment because now I was considered an adult didn't really matter. And there are some of you that are like, yeah, get you're 18, get your shit together, get out and do your thing and it's like, yeah, I I totally relate and understand that. But I'm telling you right now like it was not It did not feel like a smooth transition. I felt like I was flailing and scrambling. And it's like, there's a relative sense of like, can I just ease into this new chapter without it being like a total whirlwind of me trying to figure my shit out while I'm trying to maintain my grades and also go to work and do everything. And it's like, nah, you figure it out. And that felt kind of that that felt that that didn't feel good. (laughs) I, you know, it it was it was hard for me to navigate in that space, but as I as I did, I figured it out. I figured it out. I did the thing, I found a roommate, she moved in and we were able to get things together. And there are there are other circumstances after what happened, and obviously I didn't I didn't tend to that wound after it happened I didn't realize the internal damage that that caused and also you know I didn't allow myself to sort of feel what happened you know I just was angry and I kind of just put it down I'm like there isn't anything you can do about it so just just move past it and get over it and move on (coughs) excuse me so after that there were lots of other little circumstances you know like Throughout my life, feeling like, you know, I wasn't, I I haven't been able to really, you know, measure up to a lot of different people and, you know, feeling kind of even in like my immediate space spaces, like people that were the closest to me, even my sisters whom I know and love deeply, who are spiritual mentors to me, and that, you know, are there for me in so many different regards. There are times where I've felt like, I, Since I've not experienced the things that they have experienced even together and understand one another in a really deep way, there's nothing that I can do to understand where they're at or feel like I can like meet them where they're at because I don't have this understanding of where they are. And even though it's like I can empathize with the things that they have been through, I can't really truly understand because I haven't been through that story and um feeling like I can't be in that group or that that very small tribe, it, it 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 feels kind of isolating and alienating, even though that's not what they're doing, you know, but it still kind of triggers that feeling of you got this on your own, kiddo. You gotta figure this out on your own. And you know, there's there was another point where I and it's it's even I feel like it's almost even harder when you're in a spiritual group, like there's a group of people that you feel are like a real solid tribe of light, and like you can give and receive um, information and higher guidance from, and feel really good. And when I first, very first started out in this whole process, it was. It was really exciting for me and also kind of daunting and scary. It was just like this formless thing that opened up to an immense, immeasurable immeasurable expanse of opportunity. And where do I even start? Where do I even begin? Which is why I made this podcast so that I can sort of talk about all the things and discover and share with you guys. Oh, sorry. Anyway. Um, this tribe of light, which were just like this group of women that I had that I worked with, and then like maybe one or two other people. And um, initially, it was absolutely amazing. I was able to really, we would meet up frequently, we would, you know, have the like, times where we would meet up and, and share and talk about our journey and meditate and have these really incredible experiences and work really hard and find ourselves. And um, there was a point in time where I just to make a long story short, because it's a long story, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really matter in the end. Um, I, I got pushed out. And, you know, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a very charismatic individual, I love to share and talk about things. And I don't know if maybe that was just I me being too much or me being overzealous or whatever it was, but it was in that time that they were like, we need a break. We need you to step away. And it was, again, that feeling of you're not wanted, you are not being heard, you aren't being seen, and you're not really wanted or desired. And like that, though, that feeling and even just talking about it, it just, it opens up and burns this, this, this heart area because it's like, you know, you think you have this pretty solid foundation and then you realize you're standing on quicksand and now you're kind of flailing (laughs) and, or at least I was anyway, and I remember I had this conversation with one of the women that were, that was in this group of, um, that I was in this tribe or whatever. And, you know, she was telling me what was going on and she's like, maybe we, we just need to take a break. Maybe you just need to step away. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I understand. I get that. That makes sense. And I, I'm okay with that. And if you guys, if you guys need to continue without me, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I I, just go and do your thing. And I'm going to do my thing. And it's it's going to be okay. I don't I don't feel like this is like a break as I'm like, I'm going to come back. I feel like I'm just going to do my own thing. And she was like, well, are you sure? And I'm like, I I mean, (laughs) it, it, I don't, I mean, maybe I could come back from it. But if I'm going to cut the cord, I'm going to, I'm going to cut it. And I'm going to, I'm gonna figure this out, and I don't want to stay where I'm not wanted. I feel like that's a collective understanding. I feel like when you're you're not feeling like if you feel like you're too much to somebody, or even not enough, or whatever, it, it's easier for you to just kind of go from there. Just go. And I remember driving home, and you know, I allowed myself to feel the emotion and cry and feel angry but then I also felt this sense of relief and that was new for me feeling that relief because then I understood what was happening I finally because for a while I didn't understand what was going on I just felt this this separation and this distancing from the people that I felt like I could talk to and then all of a sudden I feel relief because now I understand and now I know that doesn't mean that that wound and that pain wasn't still there and the things that I learned from these, these times where I feel that trigger of abandonment is that you have an opportunity in this time where you feel like you're alone. You feel like you're isolated. You feel like you don't really have anybody at your flanks. And that's when you realize that there is a part of you that doesn't really necessarily need other people. Now granted this sort of speaks against this tribal mindset where our root chakra lives, right? Like we need to have people at our flanks and and but we also have to realize that in that sacred space and that sacred understanding, they need to be people that are truly meant to be there. And sometimes like what I was doing, I held on to that pain of that loss, that pain of feeling like I am being left behind again. I am being dropped and it hurts and acknowledging that is important, but also understanding that there are others that are meant to be in your space. And even though it hurts to allow these people to vacate, now you have the room and the space for the people that are going to support you in a way that you need it now. And that's a really powerful thing to like acknowledge and understand. But then also there's another piece of this where yes, we have, you know, the the tribe of light that's supposed to be there regardless of, you know, blood relation, or if it's a chosen, you know, family that's in your space. There's also this really sacred understanding of knowing that your highest self is your best teacher. And I felt like, I was always seeking guidance from others. I was always seeking that guidance and that understanding from my father or from, you know, my, my spiritual family, or even from other people that I felt like, you know, really had it all together. But in reality, none of us have it all together. None of us have this all figured out. We're all trying to deal with our own issues, our own wounds and our own traumas. And you can't lean solely on one or five people that really are only here for a time and we're just trying to figure our shit out. But our most sacred thing that we can do for ourselves is to listen to that sacred teacher that's within. And I'm going to see if I can find this quote really quick before, because I have um I want to call her a sister in light because really that's what she is. I mean, she kind of arrived for me and, you know, she she was one of those people that I did a reading on. It was a past life reading and we've done a couple of tarot reads and we've done different things together and we've grown a lot. I mean, Jesus, I've, I've watched her evolution and it's like after I met her, it was just like <laughs> she... You know, it was like something happened and like she was somebody doused her in Miracle Grow and it was just like she catapulted into this spirituality and it's really incredible to watch her evolution. And um, so she shared this, this quote with me and it was not in Sanskrit. I think it was in, um, ooh, what is this? Maybe it was Sanskrit? I can't remember. Either way, Ang Namo Guru Dev Namo, which means I bow to the teacher within. And that was something that really, really not only empowered me, but touched me in a really deep way. Because I found that through my abandonment wounds and through that pain, I found myself. I found who I was and my own empowerment, even though it hurt like a bitch to get there. It hurt so bad to be left and to feel like I'm standing on my own without any help and flailing, but I figured it out. I figured out how to listen to me and not just to everybody else. And now I've learned how to navigate through life in my own way, and I'm still learning, but now I'm learning how to tap into that higher guidance and to that teacher within and how to bow to that power and find devotion to that instead of everything else. Because really, in the grand scheme of things, people are just people. You know, you, you, you provide devotion to them, they're, unfortunately, they're always going to fail. Because they can't arrive in that way that you are needing. But that, that higher self, that connection with source, with God, with goddess, with the angels, whatever you want to call it, that is where your devotion must arrive. That's where your devotion must be sent and felt and where you can find your most sacred guidance is within because regardless of how you practice spirituality, regardless of how you feel about it, whether it's this way or that way, and that's that's one thing I have to say is also is there are so many spiritual teachers out there that, you know, are this is the way to do it. And if you're not doing it this way, then it's wrong. And that is a load of horseshit. And don't listen to that. It's like there is no room for dogma in spirituality that is for religion and we are not about black and white we are about this sacred gray space where everything is meant to connect where everything is meant to speak to one another in a divine language of light and that's where we need to arrive is to that light within and to the light within others and we give and receive that light as we move along and it's important for us to see that light in other people, and acknowledge and honor that light and respect that light, however they shine it. <laughs> I, I, it reminds me of um, one of my one of my coworkers and now dear friends. Uh, her name is Makia, and she is Muslim, and she is one of the most beautifully enlightened people I've ever met. I mean, truly, she will listen and arrive for all of my spiritual stuff. And she, she meets me there and speaks with me in that spiritual sense. And she will blow my goddamn mind. It's just like, this is what it's supposed to be about. I mean, <laughs> just specifically, just so that you guys understand what I mean. Um, I was talking about twin flames with her. And how, you know, if you guys have been listening, you know that I have a twin flame, he's in spirit, he's not in corporeal form. There's lots of things around that, but we'll just move forward. Anyway, I, I speak and I um, experience him often in that emotional and spiritual sense. And I was talking about how my twin flame and my husband in this lifetime are actually spiritual brothers. they've been you know they've experienced many lifetimes together as brothers and they have a very close connection with one another. And um, I had uh, talked to her and I remember saying that I feel like Haley, my twin flame, had tried to come into existence at one point and I wasn't entirely sure like how that happened. And she had asked, and I don't know why I didn't think about this. And she said, has, has your husband's mom had a loss? And guys, yeah, yeah, she had a loss. And it, like a pregnancy loss, that's what I mean when I say that. And this was before the birth of my husband. And I was just like, oh my God, she was like, I mean, that's what it feels like to me is that that was where and I'm like, are you freaking serious? And then she also had asked about like she had explained twin flames in a really gorgeous way that I had never heard before. And she said that twin flames are like the. They're like identical twins that come from the same light and if you think about it in embryos like our physical body they come from the same egg and then they split and they're like identical but they grow as separate whole humans but they're of the same essence and they mirror one another in their exactness but one is a representation of this and one is a reputa- representation of that there's usually some kind of a polarity but there is an like ident- identicalness there and she was like they grow together in this cosmic womb and then come into life to experience life and grow in their spirituality and raise the vibration this coming from a muslim woman and i was just like you are a magnificent being and that's what i mean like it doesn't have to be just this that or the other you can be christian and have these beautiful spiritual experiences you can be muslim and have these beautiful spiritual experiences the important thing is is to not judge how you experience it and how others experience it it's sacred for you and that's the thing that we need to really be in honor of we need to honor that light that's being held and however even if you don't agree with however somebody is experiencing their their spirituality understanding that there is a light and a connection there is really really powerful um now i know that may not apply with every single person or whatever but this is the connection that i'm trying to make here is that it's not black or white and it can be an amalgamation of all the things and that's okay too Just understand that there doesn't have to be hard lines and you can allow that space to open up and allow the periphery to broaden and you can see more than just this and this, but you can see everything for what it is and allow it to be that because I think that's where God truly resides is in everything, truly and in every heart and in every mind. So anyway... That's what my abandonment wounds have taught me. That there is something within me that I can bow to and always come back to and feel unconditional love for and know that no matter where I go and who I experience, who comes and who goes, I have something and someone to come back to. And I'm never really standing truly on my own. And if if I am, then I know that I'm going to be okay. So that's, that's it. (laughs) And I hope that this helps you. I hope that this helps you move through maybe whatever you're going through. If you experience some abandonment, I hope that this helps maybe give you a different lens and a different perspective. Maybe this helps you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe this is just like, oh, cool. I'm glad you had that experience moving on. (laughs) Whatever. It is what it is. Either way, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always taking the time to be here as I move through my own journey and my own experiences. And this is what this season is going to be about for me, is really opening up to you guys and sharing this journey with me. And there's going to be a lot less like... Talking, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, reading journal articles and stuff like that. Even though those are great, and I'll probably use those every now and again, but like, I really want to share with you guys this experience that I'm going through so that you can find some relation and share my highest self with you. So, anyway, I love you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to check things out on Akasha Flicks for the videos. Don't forget to check out my IG for a lot of interesting content, especially pick-a-cards, different classes. Um, I host a lot of different classes on intuition and psychic development. Um, I am also going to be opening up a class on the chakras and on cord cutting. So be sure to check out especially my Instagram and my um, my uh, web, website. couldn't figure that word out. <laughs> my website, www.3rd.com third eye with Lorelei.com. so third and yeah I hope that you guys have a really fantastic rest of your week and I look forward to talking at you again really soon and again I'll say I love you all and until we meet again love and light to you all Thank you again so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. If you loved this episode, if you loved everything that was in it and it really resonates with you, be sure to share this with someone that you love, that you feel like might need some of the content and be sure to take the time to check out all of the other content that I have on Instagram, on Akasha Flicks, on YouTube, on all the places. I I even made a TikTok, y'all. So go check it out. I do live, uh, card readings, um, every week. And I also do uh, Monday pick a card. So be sure to check out some of the other stuff to really continue your journey onward and upward. And if you're interested in a tarot card reading, if you're interested in, energy coaching or spiritual mentorship, please contact me. Slide into my DMs on Instagram. Contact me on www.thirdeyewithlaurelie.com. I'd be more than happy to work with you and help you reach your goals and find your purpose in this lifetime. So I love you guys. Share this with someone you love. Share it with someone that you may think might need it. And I love you guys.